DJ and PK brought to you in part by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. All right. Before we get into the fun stuff, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks cutting Matt Gay, the former Ute, not going to have a front row seat for the Tom Brady era. Whatever the heck that looks like, I think we're all curious. Man, they drafted him. He's only there, what, one year? Or is it uh, two? Um, uh, some of the coverage hints the coach is hinting. I think he was there uh, two, but I'm not positive, to be honest with you. I'll have to look it up. Uh, coach hinting, apparently. Our news director uh, worked in Florida and and is fascinated with the Bucks. Uh, apparently, our news director at Channel 2, uh, apparently there were some commitment issues, and Dave Fox uh, did an interview with him, and he talked about his dad's health problems. And uh, he and his wife have a new baby. So there you go. So, but you're right with his leg. And I don't know, maybe it'll serve, maybe, you know, in a year. I mean, you know, place kickers and punters have a way of doing that. You know, they're somewhere and then suddenly it doesn't work and then they go somewhere else and it works for years. So maybe it's all over, but, you know, who knows? Oh, one season. Yeah. CBS Sports saying saying it was just the one year. Yeah. Yeah, Just he was a fifth round draft pick and they let him go in one year. And Ryan, well, and speaking of kickers resurfacing, Ryan Suckup, who's been with a, a couple teams. Uh, I remember him in he was Kansas City, I think. But I think he's been other places, too. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want my last name to be Suckup, but that's just me. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yuck. Australia and Mongolia. This is really, this is really your gig. You're, PK and I did not know about this. So the backstory. What are you doing that you even come across this? So you guys know I'm pretty big into the podcast game. I host a BYU podcast. I do a preps podcast for our station as well. And I like to check and see where they're ranking in terms of the iTunes and the Spotify rankings. They actually uh-huh. they rank out about 250 podcasts in each country. Well, I check on your guys' as well because obviously I'm posting all of our audio and I like to see where we're at. And you guys for the so last— So you get, you get numbers on—you can check on a podcast, yeah. but they only they rank the top 250. You don't yeah. know if you're so, 3,000 you or 33,000. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you fall out of the rankings. That happens fairly often. You go up and down. But you guys, with Joe Ingles having been with us for the past six seasons, mm-hmm. you actually have been a pretty big fixture in the Australia uh, iTunes rankings. How about that, PK? Well, everybody knows that you have Olivia Newton-John, and then you have myself. Yeah, there we go. And well, I've talked, I've spoken to a lot of po- folks in Australia, and when it comes to podcasting, you know what they say to me? You're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's Jeez. not play this for Joe when he comes on the air. <laughs> no, let's not. But anyways, you guys have been pretty consistent in the Australia rankings because Joe. So where do we where are we consistent? I, I don't so, know anything about this so, until you texted me yesterday. And these actually are all broken out. If you go on iTunes, their list they actually list them by sports. So there's football, there's basketball. You're so we're like, so we're big in Australia. We're big in Australia basketball. Actually, but you are because it's Joe Ingles. I'm assuming, but you actually are ranked on both the basketball and the football lists in Australia. Really, which is strange to me, but. So right now, I sent some. I sent some BYU missionaries with free time following the Cougars and the Jazz. Not my power. I sense me. Maybe so. (laughs) But currently in Australia, on the football list, you guys are number seventy-three. That's not good enough, as far as I'm concerned. Well, we're getting to the good ones here in just a minute. The good ones. I won't rest until I get to number one. Right. Basketball, you're actually currently out of the rankings. I'm not sure why, but you. It says you are out currently. Because DJ's a nerd. Also, currently, you guys are out in the football rankings in Israel. 
We've but been in. He has been in the rankings for football in Israel recently, too. Well, I've spoken to Netanyahu, and we're working on that. Okay. Have a new solution for that. Okay. And then this is where it gets good. Yesterday, I pulled these up. I texted you guys about this, and you said, hey, this needs to be a segment on the show. Mongolia, of all places, <laughs> is where this show is big right now. I'm not sure who's listening to you guys in Ulaanbaatar, but somebody is. Now, is that inner or outer Mongolia? It would be outer, I guess, because inner Mongolia is technically in China. Oh, okay. But how many how many, uh, how many church missionaries are there in Mongolia? There's actually missionaries there. I know that. I, have, I, I, I figured, because why else would we be? What number are we? So currently in Mongolia, there's two different rankings you're in. In the overall sports category, you guys are number 30 in Mongolia right now. Mm -hmm. In football, you're number two. I think, without question... There's a lot of missionaries. I don't. I don't know what other. It's actually not a big crew. I wouldn't guess else? more than fifty in the entire no, country. Oh come on! It's the, the Mongolies. They have been all over football of late. How many times I got to tell you this? Jeez. The Mongolies. Mongolies. I don't yes. even know where to start, so I won't. At the beginning, of course. <laughs> where the hell else would you start? Okay. What's wrong with you, man? We've got a great going nickname. Sound. PK's going sound of music on us now. The country's got a great nickname, the Land of the Eternal Blue Sky. Right, and if, and if that doesn't describe my outlook, I don't know what does. That's more Air I Force. I can see why we're in one accord That's, with the Mongolese. It's more Air Force than BYU when you think about it. No, no, no. The Blue no. and White Network, back in the day. It's People, true. throw it out to the listeners. Get on our app. Why are we big in Mongolia? Yes, your theories, please do share. Grab Why do the, the Mongolese love us? Use the open mic feature. Send us your takes. So you guys can say you're number two right now. Yeah, and I'm not going to rest till we get number one. People don't know this, but I speak Mongolese. Or Mongolian. Don't confuse them with facts, Jock. Mongol- right, but Mongolian is the basic language, but when you get down to the southern tip, they have a different dialect, and it's called Mongolese, oh, you so that idiots. Was, that was a good recovery. So it's like Chinese and Taiwanese and Taiwan. Got it. Of course. Gosh. Really? That's what? the thing? You're not making that up? Am I a teacher now or a sports talk so, show host? So, southern Taiwan, where I serve, Taiwanese is actually the more dominant language than Chinese. Uh, of course. Not so much teacher, PK. More mentor and guru. That's good. Mentoring guru. I like it. I hate big fancy titles. I'd like to (laughs) just retain some form of humility. Your greatness doesn't permit it. I know. The burden, man. Okay, so Mongolia, Australia, Israel. Those are the three currently you guys are ranked in. Not not here at home, though. You guys have been ranked in the United States over the past, but currently you're not ranked at all. Well, we're going to have to talk to the domestic branch of the show. There you go. Yeah. The bottom line on all of this, do I get any more money? (laughs) <laughs> Scotty G, where you at? <laughs> well, we're going to have to talk to the Australian sales division. <laughs> Checking with Israel and Mongolia yeah, while we're at right. it. How, how's the Israeli office doing anyway? <laughs> they, they've, been well, out, they've been out knocking on doors? I, I New can business. tell you. New they've been business. knocking on heaven's doors from Israel, obviously. That's all you need is a, a vacation to the Holy Land. Hey, are you PK? <laughs> it's PK walking around Jerusalem. Tel Aviv. I'll tell Aviv. I'll tell uh, Mary. I'll tell you name it. I'll tell anybody if I got that. 
All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, all the stuff we've been talking about on today's show from David Locke, the Jazz, where do they go from here? Kareem Copeland, the Washington Post, covering the Naval Academy. Your predictions for BYU and Navy Monday night. We've got all of that coming up. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Ananobi, catch and shoot. Down the bottom of the well for OG Ananobi. Toronto wins it. OG splashes it home on the cross-court pass from Lowry. OG's three puts Toronto back in the series. They win it 104-103. That was the dramatic playoff game, and he shot that ball. He didn't even want to follow through on that. He wanted the, the ball out of his hands as fast as possible. Just flick it up there, and it went in. So it's two games to one. Maybe that puts a little drama into it. Boston's reaction was pretty harsh. We should have never bleep and lost that game. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it, PK. Give it to me straight. I can handle it. Oh, Jalen Brown, man, what a potty mouth. <laughs> he was not happy. But you wonder then if Boston comes back and uh, they get all cranked up and they win game four by 15 and take control of the series. Well, they seem to be better than the Raptors right now, so I would expect that they would win the series. The Raptors, a classic example of you lost your star player, but you're well-coached and you have talent, so you beat all the bad and mediocre teams, but you get to the playoffs against a good team, and it's more than you can handle. Uh, Probably. If not now, then next round. Uh, The other playoff game was the Clippers just taking the Nuggets apart. That was uh, not a game you needed to watch all the way through. That one was over early. It ended up Clippers 120-97, to a 23-point win. But they were up by 25 in the third quarter. I think it was 87-62 or something like that. They were just just crushing Denver. Yeah, I got to admit, man, I was bugged that there wasn't the Jazz. I would have loved to have seen the Jazz get crushed by 25 as opposed to not playing. What percent of our listeners do you think are still in the NBA playoffs and what percent either were out or checked out when the Jazz got beat? Oh, man, 15 to 20 percent are in. Yeah, it's a low number, huh? Yeah, especially right now, maybe it's, as, it's, it, as it progresses. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, second round doesn't have the sizzle, but maybe the well, Laker-Clipper right conference right final. Would... You, should, you should have been there. Most folks, I think, can realistically look and say, well, if the Jazz would have won a playoff series, that would have been great. But getting out of the second round, they probably weren't going to do it without bogey. And so I could accept that so I can check back in. And then, you know, I think in this community, there's a lot of folks who hate LeBron, uh, who just are turned off by all the stuff he says. He seems to think that he's a leader for some reason. Uh, He's trying to be a a man of the cause. And some folks don't like that. For me, he can do whatever he wants. I don't care. He's not my leader. I don't really pay attention to what any of these guys say. and Although I do if I agree with them. I'm like everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you really? 
Because I really it honestly fits my thought narrative. Saying that. I am going to support it's it. It's kind of like, listen, we watch a lot of sports, and when people in sports start talking about people outside of sports, we can, there's so much volume out there. I mean, it's like Peak, or, uh, Yak was just talking with, with podcasts and different websites to read and all the games we have to watch. There is plenty of stuff to keep up on. And you do some stuff really for fun, right? The Diamondbacks is fun to you. You're not doing that for the show or for work. There's not that much time left. Well, yeah, but still, you just you're you're constantly on the internet checking out. Yeah, and you do stuff see the headlines as you on. go through it. And yeah. so I'm like everybody else. I mean, I'm I'm not politically active, so I don't get worked up about it as as other people do. I got I got problems in my life, and some of my problems are heartbreaking, and they're not going away. So uh, you can do what you want there. But I do look, and if I agree with stuff, I'm like anybody else. I seem to, yeah, speak more. And like I saw Dak Prescott. I saw a thing on him. He said, they asked him about the protests. He said, well, I think it should be left up to the individual. If the individual wants to stand or kneel or what have you, it's up to the individual. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense, man. If, if player XYZ don't want to kneel the national anthem, I don't think it should be a news story. They should be able to do it if they don't want to. But now, if you stand for the national anthem, that's that's a news story. Like, where did we get to this level? And that's what I do. Maybe I took it wrong from Dak Prescott, but I, when reading what he was saying was, yeah, the, the, so there's was so he... much going on that if you don't want to do this, if you want to do that, and you're doing it in a respectful, you know, peaceful manner, you should be able to do it. And so, I thought, yeah, I agree with that. So was the point of the story that if a teammate stands, he's still Dak's teammate and Dak's got his back, and if a teammate kneels, he's still Dak's teammate and Dak's still got his back? Yeah. He's like, it should be up to the individual uh, rather than, you know, does everybody I, on the Saints, do they all want to have this Jacob Blake's name on their helmet? Or does, does Taysom Hill want to? Maybe he does. I don't know. But there's a pressure to go along. Now you have to. If you don't go along, you're a racist. Well, not not now. There's always a pressure to go along on this issue. Now well, we're talking about this right issue. on this issue. But it'll be another issue in two years, and it was something else two or four, six years ago. There, there's always pressure to conform to the group. But who wants the grief if you don't believe it? Oh yeah, right. And so yeah, I mean, I mean hell, if you present another. Side of an argument, you ruin people's day. You ruin people's day if you present another side of the argument and you make a metaphorical point and the spirit of it is not taken and it's somebody literal who tracks hurricanes killing black people or whatever the crap it was. I mean, how stupid is that? We can't even tolerate that. So, Dak saying you should. Do what you want. Do what you feel you're comfortable with. And I thought, sure, I agree with that. Great. Another thing we talked about today, the Pac-12 will soon be able to provide its student-athletes with daily coronavirus testing. They're cutting a deal with the Quidel Corporation. The key fact out of this seems to be results in 15 minutes. And so this has enabled athletic departments and coaches to say, hey, before you come in the facility for the day, here's the test, 15 minutes. Okay, you're good, which means that then inside their bubble, the team practice, if everybody's good, that you could have kind of normal team sessions, right? From meetings and video to changing the locker room to uh, uh, 
the actual sessions. We we were talking with uh, Kareem Copeland earlier today, and he was talking about how at Navy, their coaching staff has cut back on the hitting. Offensive and defensive lines are not lining up across from each other and hitting the way they normally would. There's a lot more work on sleds. They're trying to make sure that if somebody tests positive uh, or if somebody is positive and is asymptomatic and they don't know it, that they don't infect an entire position group. And right now, I think, uh, I, don't, I can't say every team is, but I, certainly most and maybe every team, I think position meetings are Zoom meetings right now. And uh, lots of teams have players showering at home. They don't shower in the locker room facility. So there's a ton of changes. If this gets through, theoretically, that means we could have football. That means we could have sports in November or December. The basketball season wouldn't be impacted the way we thought it was. Possibly. Uh, Larry Scott didn't want to put a date on this because he said California and Oregon, you still can't have contact practice because of the local uh, health department rules, whether it's statewide or countywide or whatever. So six of the 12 schools can't practice. So would we have new divisions, PK? The six who can play and the six who can't? The other six go ahead and play basketball? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go in that direction. No, I think it's all or nothing when they get out there. But, yeah, this he said it was a game changer, and we're all four game changers. I mean, earlier in the day, it was thirty uh, percent had this cardiomyitis or whatever. whatever that Except that number was wrong. Yeah, and so come on, jeez. I mean, this is going crazy. What's your political uh, slant? Oh, yeah, all these kids. Well, then later, no, 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 no. It's a good thing I don't really get caught up in that because in that time I would have had angst and anxiety. And I don't take that lightly. Right from the get-go, the number never made sense. They said they had 10 players who had it. And so then when you get the 35% number out there, you're like, well, then it's got to be way more than 10. Those don't add up. And then apparently it was, he was told something verbally, and then the report, the number came out much lower. And then meanwhile, we've got players, and when they get in their 40s and 50s, taking their own lives with CTE. So (laughs) When are we concerned? (laughs) Because i got to tell you, it was pretty depressing to click on the internet one day and find out that a Kansas City Chief had killed himself in a parking lot. And it was pretty depressing another day to find out Junior Seau had taken his own life. I mean, in San Diego, in, in Charger history. On and on. Yeah, he's a, he's a top 10 player in, in Charger history. I mean, he's, yeah, and, and you're right, those aren't the only guys. Those are just a couple off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this there, is good news, though. I mean, if it's a game changer, uh, great. We're all for it. There is talk about the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and if they test, could they at least play their seasons? We could have two Rose Bowls. No parade, but two Rose Bowls. Well, the Rose Bowl is a playoff game this year, is it not? Right. So that game could happen January 1st, and then yeah. if they play a November, December, January uh season and get their 10 games in somewhere in there could there be you know the week before the week after the super bowl could be there be a rose bowl with a big 10 champ and a pac-12 champ yeah i don't know about 10 games i mean you listen to kyle talk eight. And he said eight talking yeah. about yeah but i don't think he was factoring november start he was factoring 2021 and by the time you get to 2021 he's right and furthermore he was suggesting eight was like that was a big number he was thinking five or six would be the number but if you start in november yeah, you but might it's be in the end play. of november they've been talking about so it's like yeah, almost december month? right it depends on when they really if it's if it's thanksgiving weekend and then what do you do with spring ball and then what do you do is it is it like uh, almost like this, uh, the World League or whatever these other two leagues were? Because you have a number of draft guys who check out, mm-hmm. so it's not really the same. And what would the fans' response to it be? 
because if you got your top players aren't there uh, because they've got to look out for themselves professionally because so much money's on the line and the draft and all that stuff. and It could get watered down to the point that only the really hardcore care. But at this point, I don't know that it will be watered down. And under the theory that there's enough negativity floating out there, uh, try to see a glass half full. Well, I think it will be watered down. I, I don't think there's any question. To what degree, be though? Down. It's already being watered down. You already have players who are coming out saying that they're not going to play. Well, that's no, in, no that's in what the that are going, is. At, going ahead, right? LSU's losing a receiver. Georgia's losing a quarterback. Well, yeah, and in the Pac-12 to Faley, the local kid here yeah. who's down at SC, was saying that he's not going to do it. So it stands to reason that there would be more. It will be watered down. I don't think there's any question it will be watered down. To what extent? My thought it would be if I'm a, a senior, a junior or a senior, and I'm a junior now, I'm draft eligible, and I know there's a really good chance, I don't play. It's right. like the bowl game situation. We've seen the bowl games now, except for a few of them, you have your top guys taken off. All right. I get it. Ayuk for Arizona State didn't play. Oh, the Utah uh, Neil Benjamin ball. didn't play. And both of those guys got drafted. Right. Well, who am I to say, oh, man, you should be with your team. I'm, come on. That's just a fan talk. He gets injured and loses millions of dollars. I'm not compensating him. You're not writing that check? I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Big-hearted guy like yourself. Well, if I could, I would, for sure. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, if I there's a bunch of people I'd like to give money to live in Vegas who are have grown close to my heart, but I can't. i got to worry about my own little thing. So with that in mind... So, yeah, here's so, the, so here's the deal, though. The youths, because they had so many guys drafted last year, including their best junior, Jalen Johnson, I get the whole thing can be watered down because if the competition's watered down, but just looking at the youth roster, they have so many guys who are starting for the first time how many guys would they have? I mean, they, they probably have a couple, maybe somebody in the offensive line. Yeah, but that's line. them. Right, and I get the other team. But I think if you're playing well, you don't worry about the problems with the other team. If this, uh, But I think we, I think you do. You don't necessarily worry about it, but you. my point is you don't take it as serious. So if they won the South and SC's got 10 guys not playing. It doesn't have on. the same sizzle. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. At a, it doesn't as all, at all. We, but st- I'm not saying don't do it, but just put it in perspective. It becomes like the AAFL, whatever it was called, versus the NFL to an extent. Yeah, you're out there playing, but it's it's not the same. It's not it's, so. And, and who knows? This is quarterback. What's the point of coming all the way out here and playing in some watered-down thing when you can get ready for the draft, and maybe that's more productive, working out with specialists every single day. I don't know. That's the answer that the individuals, that they, that's a question that the individuals answer. And whatever they decide, I'm, good, I'm good okay. For them. To me, yeah. it's, like, it's like a mission. You want to go, go. You don't want to go, don't go. You're gonna, you wanna, and if you come home early because you couldn't hack it, whatever it might be, I don't care. You know, as long as you didn't break the law or whatnot and do something stupid. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just so intensely personal that I literally have no opinion. No matter what you do, I support it. Patriots named Cam Newton is the team's starting quarterback. No one's surprised. He's also the team captain. You like him in the AFC East now? I mean, they had eight guys opt out. And they got hit by free agency. Obviously, Brady's gone. Kyle Van Oy's gone. Well, the AFC East hasn't exactly been a powerhouse. You know, what What does Buffalo do? How much better are they going to get? Uh, that Miami way? is the arrow up there. 
Uh, yeah, I think it is, but... Enough to catch the Patriots. How much is the arrow down? Right. And I think, you know, when you we got young guys, you got to give them an opportunity, particularly that quarterback there, obviously, with uh, old Tua. So it, it's, it's, it's a storyline, man. The Patriots are a storyline. Thank goodness for Bill Belichick. Love him or hate him. I mean, I, I'm neutral. I don't care. I don't love him or hate him. Uh, but I think it's a great storyline. And and Brady going down to Tampa is a great storyline with all those tremendous – you can argue – that his flock of receivers, not a flock of seagulls, a flock of receivers, is better than anything he had, not necessarily individually, but the entire group yes, is better but than anything that he's, he ever had at New England. Absolutely that. But he won big with receivers who didn't have these big names and big stats and big paychecks. And in salary cap league, the Patriots are spending that money elsewhere on the field. And is, does Tampa have holes elsewhere on the field because they've spent more money on receivers? Yeah, you know, I don't follow them that closely. I, no, so I know, neither we'll do I. See. But I did follow Arians when he was down at Arizona, and I think he's a great football coach. Been around a million years. He had good teams. So that's a story. Their division is fairly competitive. Uh, oh, so yeah, absolutely. Great thing about sports, man. They just reinvent themselves. It just, it's, it's never ending. If nothing keep, else. Storylines just keep reappearing or there's new storylines. If nothing else, the Saints and Bucks at the top of the division, that's interesting and that's entertaining. Uh, Atlanta has been up and down, and just when you think they're down, they tend to be up, and when you think they're up, then they have a bad year. But as the third best team in the division, it feels like a rebuild in Carolina. I don't have much hope for them, but at the same time, well, going back to what you were saying about Arizona, we saw a team in Arizona was four and twelve one years in the Super Bowl the next. So you never know in the NFL, right? Who 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 did Carolina get a quarterback? Jake Delhomme. I don't know. Hold on. A no, second. no, they got somebody. I know, I know, I know. Um, it's in New it? Orleans. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, he went guys, five and zero for the Saints. I don't know that he's a proven winner, but it's a storyline. He's come back from that knee injury that threatened his career, so it's pretty impressive. Right. But he was very good in those five games. Yeah, those games. five games. He was, he was money. Everybody knew he was going to get paid. The only question was going to be where. And the question in Carolina is, even if he's that guy, does he have enough around him? Because we know the Saints have skilled players all over the field. No, I don't think they have enough around him, but it's still a storyline. You know, he's a young guy. I was at Louisville, if I remember, you know, with the Vikings and then injury, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back and plays well. And it's the point is, it's something to watch and follow. And if you're four and four halfway through the season, you may not be a great team, but we're still watching and following because we know teams take off in the second half of the season. And they hired a college coach. And how does that work? Yeah. You know, how, how's that going to play out? He's a Bridge- college coach who kind of burst on the scene. Bridgewater is still only 28. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. plenty of there's time. plenty of time. Well, you got two quarterbacks in the division or over 40. <laughs> Carolina, poised for greatness. Uh, other stuff we talked about. We had David Locke on, the Jazz going forward. Do they continue to uh, spread the ball around, balance the load, and have different guys initiate the offense? Or is this really, they're going to put the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands more going forward? And, you know, I, I think there's a couple questions there. Certainly next year is one question, but as Joe gets older, as Conley comes to the end of his contract next year, so that, that's a huge question mark. At that point, it becomes more of a, front, of a front office question. Well, as guys age and leave, who do you bring, what types of players do you bring in? Do you bring in 
it's unusual bringing a guy who is A, going to handle the ball in the pick and roll, B, shoot the three really well, and C, be this long athletic defender. You know, to Locke's points, well, when you get everything, then you get an all-star. So you don't get everything, so you got to kind of ham and egg it, mix and match. Which of those do you prioritize more? And, you know, Locke's point was be careful about making a big decision on a playoff series because that's been a problem historically in the NBA. Free agents have gotten big contracts off playoff series when really it's a matchup. It's not your place in the league. It's a matchup where you were able to excel. And then, especially when you're a playoff series that, you know, in a bubble, no home road stuff going on, it was really a different deal. And yet you can't help but watch the way other teams with elite guards play and what Donovan Mitchell was able to do and think, I wonder, I wonder if Dennis Lindsay, Jay-Z, Quinn, if they want to play differently with Donovan going forward. Oh, I think everything goes through Donovan, man. He initiates everything. This guy's a budding superstar. The, the, Take, take, take off uh, the hesitancy to call out greatness because it's there. I don't, I don't care where they were playing. That was just greatness. And a lot of it wasn't necessarily, in my mind, the on-the-floor production. The on-the-floor production was just sensational. There's no doubt about it. You liked the but intangibles. I did. I loved him, man. I said it in the bubble before the games even started. I thought he was a different man. And I think a part of it is with the social activism, too. I mean, you take on that mantle, and you're outspoken. you got to back it up. I mean, I don't think that's his primary objective in the moment. But, you know, he's, got, he's certainly willing to talk about it at just about every single turn. Well, you got to have a game. As Joe Ingles said, it's put up or shut up. Well, he put up. He put up big time. And I, I'm jumping the gun, but, you know, I shoot from the hip. It's what I do. And to me, he's greatness. I don't think you're jumping the gun that much. He's already been an all-star. And he clearly looked like he was playing at a higher level than he was when he earned the All-Star game. Way higher, too. Not just a little. It was a massive jump. Certainly it was a massive jump in leadership. I don't think we've, saw, we've seen that type of leadership, that type of emotion, that type of uh, uh, demonstrativeness, if that's even a word. That that's what he was doing. And he is a superstar in the making. You, to me, I used the, I threw out Steve Nash. Lillard is, is a comparison. I, I take him. Man, I've got no problem with it, man. So you talk about, well, what do you need? Well, I think what they can do is, so you get a shooter over here and you get a, an athlete over there. You know what I mean? So yeah, you don't that's, necessarily that's get what the I was same dude. Ham and egg in it. Yeah, uh, totally. Absolutely. I mean, Majerus was awesome with that. Drew Hansen would talk about it. I probably couldn't play this type of stuff if I were playing someplace else. But what I'm asked to do here, I'm 6'4", 6'5", I've got agility, I can move, so I'm asked to be a perimeter defender, so I'm getting 25, 30 minutes a game, and even though my skill level overall isn't that but in the system that we're running and what we're being asked to do, it, he was a vital component on a team that went all the way to the final. So I think that's what you do if you're Dennis Lindsay and Jay-Z. You try to find different pieces because it's like a big puzzle. It's, if you can find that one piece, more power to you. As, as Locke said, that guy's probably an all-star. The reality of finding that is probably difficult, so you find it in multiple ways. Right. But the, but the ability to draft late and get that guy inexpensively – for that rookie contract, you know, it, any, any team would have taken Tim Duncan number one. It was a no-brainer. 
And any team would have taken David Robinson number one. Well, the Spurs did both those things, and that got him good to a good spot. But when you turn around and you hit late on the draft on Tony Parker and late on Manu Ginobili, and then again with Kawhi Leonard, that's why you end up with a spectacular decade long after most teams would have peaked and faded. But I don't even think you need to be drafting. I mean, Van Fleet, uh, Dort, these guys weren't even drafted, man. Well, you do run into a Wes Matthews-type situation. The thing about drafting him is you get to, uh, you get to keep on the rookie contract for longer. You know, when you have the, the guys who are drafted later and get the shorter deals, what I think the Jazz have had multiple. Set. Wasn't Paul Millsap as a second-rounder, a two-year deal, and then Portland came with the big money and the Jazz were in a tough spot there? Uh, you got to go through that with second-round picks. And Wes Matthews was undrafted, and he's gone on to have a good yeah, career a despite spot you be in. Right, but you only get Wes Matthews for one year. Not necessarily. No. Well, if you're capped out. Yeah, the or Jazz you have to have make done a pretty moves. good job uh, managing money, and that's their job too. And I realize it's so easy for me to say it, and it's way harder for them to execute it. I get it. Well, Donovan Mitchell finished in that playoff series with 36 points a game. And he shot 52.5% and 51.5% from three. And I was, I've always been told <laughs> since I was young, since I was playing in junior high and high school, free throws measure mental toughness. He shot 94.8%. That's a massive number. Yeah. All right, DJ PK, we'll come back with your feedback next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Apparently, Aaron Rodgers, for all the years that he was playing for the Packers, was mad at McCarthy because McCarthy was with the Niners and they drafted Alex Smith. All these years, Aaron Rodgers held that against him. Right now, as we speak, are you holding a grudge against somebody? No, no, I try not to be a real grudge holder. I've got a word doc of a list. Do you have an actual (laughs) enemies list? How many are on it, Lawson? Uh, 26, I think. I think you need to start scratching names off that list. Not scratching out names on the list like done, eliminated. That, I mean, thing. Uh, yes. That's not a completion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Vengeance had. Cross off. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Shot through the heart. PK's to blame. Shot through the heart. PK's to blame. Dang BYU fans. People singing to you, PK. See what you've started? Started? I've promoted with the great enthusiasm. Yeah, the more song we have in the world, the better. Shot through the heart. PK's to blame. That's by Bon Jovi, who is a New Jersey guy. Jersey, baby. Yeah. Question of the day, BYU and Navy, what are your predictions? 52% of the people believe BYU is going to win the game. 22% think Navy will win the game. 21% have no idea. And a little under 6%, I'm done with college football. I haven't even started. How can you be done? And I'm, I don't know that, as this is probably hyperbole, so I shouldn't say it, but I am just looking dramatically forward to this game for a lot of different reasons. When that ball goes in the air, I'm going to feel like at home. On paper, brand name, 
Navy's the best opponent. Now, they may not turn out to be the best team, but if you want to go best program, most accomplished program, certainly over the last you know decade or so, uh, two decades maybe, you got to go Navy. Somebody else, it may turn out that somebody else is really good, but it may turn out that, you know, Navy has bounced around the last few years, and maybe this will end up being a down team. Uh, but they've had two 11-win seasons in five years, and in between, they went, what was it, three or four wins they bottomed out at? Yeah, I don't know about that uh, specifically, but I get your point. They're, and it's Labor Day night, man. Everyone's home by then. If you've gone somewhere, you're home by then, right? It's supposed to be blazing hot this weekend, record-setting down south, so I don't know how many people are going to go down there to go and <laughs> Let's run down there. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem like that's time to be down there. You know, wait a couple weeks and it'll get back to normal and starting to get into the great weather season down there. But my point is there should be a lot of eyeballs in front of this television and your television set here for for Logan. I was listening to it. You know, I got the satellite thing because I got the, I'm leasing the car from Tim Daly. Uh, Southtown. Aren't you coming to the it's, end of that? Don't you have like three months, you said? Yeah, but they, they give you a cheap thing for like the next uh, next year if you do it. A friend of mine told me. Anyway, so yeah, you're right, but I, I signed up for it. So I've been listening to a lot of national stuff that I normally wouldn't listen to. And they were talking about, uh, I forget what shows, a whole bunch of them on there, right? I mean, they got seven or eight stations and they were talking about how that they thought this was going to be a great matchup because you got the naval academy which speaks for itself the followers and then the guy says and plus you got you got a whole lot of mormon church people who are going to be following byu and i'm thinking yeah he's right he's absolutely and it's labor day and but just it's just labor day and we haven't had a ton of big matchups yet right well, this is this is this is a matchup between teams that programs that we know of. Even if it's not Ohio State, Alabama, it's not. They no have national, Central they have, Arkansas, they have national and Austin P. Yeah, so people will tune it in. BYU wanted exposure. I think you hit the jackpot on this. Well, I, I, can, I would think you get more exposure. I don't know this. You get more exposure playing Navy on Labor Day night than you would have last night with Utah. Oh, uh, I was uh, that might be a wash, but no, because you get the eastern half of the the country might be paying attention in a way they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do have the Thursday. There just wasn't much else on, and you have the first game. Uh, so yeah, I, I will go with that. It took me a minute, but I think you're right. I think there is more exposure the more I think about it. Part with, with Utah and BYU for. is the overlapping footprint. You know that that kind of limits a little bit. You know, why does the, right, other, right, why does the exactly. other half of the country care and it's so late? See, that's the other thing. A Utah-BYU game is often an 8 o'clock kick. So this is a 6 o'clock kick, 8 Eastern. So, you know, people who would go to bed back east on a Utah-BYU game will see this. And oh, uh, the yeah, other thing is yeah. that there isn't much to watch on Saturday. It's not like in a normal weekend, you know, if, uh, if two teams are playing who aren't from your conference, your part of the country, you've watched a lot of football by the time you get to Monday night, you might skip the game. But the Saturday, this is a Middle Tennessee Army is arguably, the, or SMU Texas State, those are the best games of the day. Are they? Yeah, I haven't yeah. even looked. Yeah, there's, there's not much on. Arkansas State Memphis? That's is ESPN doing game day? They're not doing game day this week. They're going to start it next week, they said. Oh, okay. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Scotty and Hands are up next. We'll see you Sunday night on Talk of Sports.